Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. I'm very excited to, uh, to take a quick break from all the recaps that have been going on lately and just get back to kind of the basics with an interview uh, to no stranger to the Dodgeball community, and that's Justin Pyan. Uh, Justin, thanks so much for hopping on, man. I've uh, been wanting to do this for quite a while now. I just I keep pushing it back, but uh, thanks for hopping on. Oh, no problem. Don't mention it. Um, I'm actually excited to be talking with you and just uh, talk about Dodgeball. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if people have picked up on this, but like, I'm trying not to spend too much time on the West Coast because we've all, I mean, I, I, I want to say like we're, we're constantly, I don't want to say in the limelight, but um, it, it's just one of those things like, man, I got to get to Pine at some point, like especially before Nationals. So glad to finally make it happen. But um, there's so much to begin with, man. I've, I've known you for, for quite some time. So uh, let's just see where this goes. Let's just start with um, what got you into dodgeball. Start from the very beginning. Man, uh that that would have been uh, uh, some friends of mine that I was hanging out with back in the day. Uh, actually, started playing at, at a church during one of their like summer leagues. They would everyone at the church would get together and play dodgeball, um, and that's how a lot of uh, the old school dodgeballers kind of started in the San Diego Oceanside area. Um, but man, this church would have when I first started like a hundred people show up. It'd be like fifty on fifty in a big <laughs> warehouse. Um, just playing dodgeball on carpet. Courts are really big. Um, it was fun. Was and then like, uh, Aaron, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Was this like a, a this is like a, the church owned a warehouse or was that like they own like a yeah like a like a big complex. Okay. And so in one of the one of their uh, rooms that could hold a hundred people, they would just do dodgeball. Gotcha. In the summer. Um, and then, yeah, uh, after doing that for a little bit, Eric Jones pulled me to the side and was like, hey, there's this thing called NDL and the U tournaments, and you can go to Vegas win money. And uh, ever since then, I, I haven't stopped. Good old Eric Jones. Yeah, it was uh, it was cool finding out where he came from because I don't know if you heard him and I's conversation, but we, um, we as in you know me, Mason, uh, all the guys from Tucson, we ran yeah. into the All-American Apostles guys, and then... We saw all God's people, and we just we just thought like San Diego only produced like Christian-based uh, dodgeball players. Like you guys were all part of the same group, and little did I know that that wasn't quite the case. Like uh, you guys came from different areas. Um, so I thought like, and I'm talking like Serge and, and Tim and all of them. I thought all of you just came from that that little group. Um, were they part of that, or that that's you guys were, were different, right? You guys were separate when you played. Yeah, they. They were playing at a, a bar called In Cahoots in San Diego. Right. And the bar would play on Sunday nights on a small dance floor. They would put nets up so balls wouldn't go and hit everyone that was just at the bar. Um, bad lighting, disco ball above us on. Um, not the best venue for dodgeball, but um, that's how a lot of them started. And then I think chase from triple a went down there and saw them and talked to them about the um, church league right and so then they would start coming down when the league started um, gotcha. and playing with them. good old chase Vendell. yeah the yeah. uh i was wondering how that happened so that finally makes sense um like that bridge i guess i was chase that brought you guys to it and this was yeah. what 12 12 years ago that this happened like you've been playing for about yeah. 12 years yeah, it was a while ago. That's crazy. And uh, that picture, man, uh, that 
uh, I forgot who posted that. Um, is that where that was that that venue you're talking about with like the warehouse and the the carpet, or is that something else? Did you get a chance to see uh, that? Oh, from the the question comments. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, that was actually at one of the NDL um, like tour stops they did, where if you won, you got to go to Vegas for like free. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that was at a tournament in I think it was Orange County. It okay. was like an uh, outdoor uh, soccer arena. That's what that I remember that the minute Tillman posted that picture, I was like, oh. Oh, the good old days. Tillman, yeah. Okay, yeah, the historian, that makes sense. I, I thought it was him, because I, I closed out of the, the, the threads. I don't want any notifications popping up during the interview. And my memory, short term, is just not there. But uh, that's awesome. I saw that, man. I was like, oh, my God. That's like looking at me from 2006. I'm, like, I'm not big by any means, but I was like 50 pounds lighter, and I just could not gain weight to save my life. But um, yeah, I saw I was like, oh, my God, who is that? And somebody said, oh, that's Steve-O. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, such a great picture. But uh <laughs> Well, well, awesome. So, what what was it about dodgeball that like that like hooked you? Um, let's let's walk back a little bit. So, like the church started a uh, dodgeball, as you said. Why why did you think that was a good idea? Like, why did you want to check it out? Um, I think it was because of the amount of people that were playing. Uh, I didn't I didn't know dodgeball was a thing. Um, and then just jumping on the first the first time, it was. It kind of brought me back to school because I remember playing, you know, like during recess or lunch or whatever, like in elementary school, middle school. Right. It kind of just brought me back to how much fun I had back then playing. Um, granted, you know, playing as an adult is a lot different, but um, it just it brought back that feeling and just being on the court, getting you know the ball thrown at you, trying to get out of the way. It was just there was just something different and fun about it. Um, and like I said, the after that first night playing, I I never not once went back. Like I was just like, oh, I'm hooked. I'm going every every week that they're doing it now. I'm gonna play as much as I can. You're sold. You're bought in. Yeah, for sure. So uh, this was 12 years ago, roughly. Had the movie already come out? I'm guessing it it did. I think so. I, I believe the movie had come out, and then that kind of sparked maybe the beginning of a lot of these people wanting to like play because the movie was fresh on their minds. Right. Then you had all these venues wanting to host like dodgeball tournaments to kind of cash in on that as well. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah, you, you mentioned you played like during school. Um, did you play any sports growing up? Um, I did a little football, but uh, it, just, it wasn't my thing. I don't like getting yelled at. Yeah, I think they do that uh, in football. <laughs> Yeah, um, but for the most part, just in high school, I did a uh, uh, cross country and track. Oh, okay. Yeah, so nothing, <laughs> nothing really throwing related. So like no baseball or um, nope. what? What position did you play in, in football? And when I did it for a little bit, uh, receiver. Okay. Yeah, Man, it's like yeah, you're not lying. Like no throwing experience at all. Nope. That's crazy, considering you have like one of the hardest throws I've ever seen and one of the quickest releases as well, which is incredibly frustrating, but we'll get into that later. Hard throw, quick release, bad form. Whatever works, though. I mean, it's been working for <laughs> quite some time. Um, yeah, because like, so for me, I, I grew up playing pretty much every sport there was, um, you know, for fun and then yeah. in a formal setting. And I feel the same way. Like, for some reason, 
it does you can't replicate like that backyard football kind of feeling like you can't have that fun because it's regimented they're yelling at you you have it feels like a job and just sucks the fun at it but then you have dodgeball and that's just like for some reason that doesn't exist even now with as competitive as as it is and with practices it's still kind of fun Um, oh yeah and i imagine that's the same for you like has that fun ever gone away like has it ever been sucked out of you um i mean like no yes and no i mean there are there are always times where i don't know you're losing or i don't want to say it's taken too seriously because i mean a lot of us do take it seriously but there's just there there are some times where it does seem less fun than it is um but at least for me personally that doesn't it doesn't last much longer like it doesn't last long um fleeting and then I'll get back on the court, you know, a week or two after feeling like that. And then it's just, it's gone. And I'm like, okay, now I'm having fun again. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can imagine, especially with some of the, uh, the tournaments you played in, it, it could be really serious, but I'm a moment like when you, when you guys practice, cause you guys still do your, like your Sunday practices in, in San Diego. Uh, yeah, they, so I am actually playing in a Sunday foam league in LA on Sunday, obviously on Sundays. Um, so I don't go to the practices anymore. Oh, I gotcha. Partly because of, you know, upcoming, you know, dodgeball tournaments and worlds. Um, I felt playing foam would be more beneficial than me playing 8.5. Um, and honestly, I think a big part of how it can get unfun is uh, by playing a lot. Like, I'm thinking back to the times where I was like, oh, dodgeball again, or I'm not having that much fun. I think it was when I was trying to get in as much dodgeball as I could throughout the week. Right. Whereas now, like I'm only really playing once a week, maybe twice. Um, so I think the me not playing as much is making it enjoyable when I do do these leagues or tournaments or events. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess there's such a thing as like having too much of, of a good thing. Yeah. I, uh, do you think it's an age thing? Like, do you think um, you know, as we get older and as life actually starts to happen, that kind of um, impacts that? Because I remember you could have, well, we would always like, you know, we'd go to these NDL programs, uh, us, us guys in Tucson, and we'd find out from LA that they play like four days a week, five nights a week. And we're just like, that's the mecca of dodgeball. Like, I, we have to be there. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah. But now it's like, I can maybe swing twice a, twice a week if that and then that's 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 too much like that or that's that's just enough for me do you think that's um the case with you like you're just older now or what do you think caused that oh no i I definitely think it's it's because i'm getting older um and i mean yeah i think people still think oh dodgeball you know whatever but it's it's a lot more hard on the body than i think people realize yeah so once you get to that that point where you've been playing man, I don't even know, like six, seven, eight years, like, and beyond. It's It just takes a toll. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that me getting older and for playing as long as I have definitely has something to do with with me uh, not playing as much or – I mean, because there are other leagues in San Diego that I could play, but I just choose not to. Right. But, yeah, I, I definitely think age has something to do with it. I think so. And that was uh, – I mean, I, I feel the same. I definitely don't bounce back from an elite tournament as, as quickly as I, I guess I would say I used to, but they didn't exist back then. Yeah. But as quickly as I would have, you know, if I was, you know, 
eight, ten years younger. But um, yeah, you're right. There's I and I say this every time. Like every after every elite tournament, there is just no soreness like post dodgeball competitive soreness. Like you just everything hurts. Like the arches of my feet hurt. Like I don't. That's not natural. Like I don't know how you can make that happen, but it does. And then I can't grip anything. I'm just like this feeble old man. But it it also feels so good at the same time in a sick kind of way. Yeah, I I have to take an extra day off when I do these two or three weekend tournaments, two or three day weekend tournaments because I just need that extra day to let my body just rest. So I'm just not feeling awful. Yeah, I know that feeling. I um made the comment too in a couple well, a few episodes back about like trying Epsom salt baths um, during Sin City and that was awesome and I would I would never think of doing stuff like that like there was a time where I'd be like that's stupid like stop being weird just <laughs> suck it up but now it's like no I'll do anything anything that can help me yeah. <laughs> be uh just be functional the next day is, is great and um so, so what do you do to, to stay in uh in shape like because like honestly man I don't I don't understand well let me walk that back a little bit it just seems like you've, you're getting better and better and better. Like I don't see a slump in you at all. So I don't, I couldn't say like, Oh, he's out of shape or he looks winded. Like you just seem consistently on the ups. So what do you do during the week to, to help with that? <laughs> um, if you say nothing, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I absolutely do nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, it, I mean, I know I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like run. I don't work out. Um, I mean, I walk a lot, but that's because of the job that I do working in like hospitals and stuff. Like I'm always, you know, walking, but, um, no, I really don't do anything. Um, I also wouldn't say that I'm in shape cause I'm a hundred percent not in shape. Um, but I mean, I was tired when I was tired for UDC this year. Um, in some of the games cause trampoline just brings that out in you. Right. Um, but honestly, I just think it's because. Like I, I am super competitive and I have, you know, grew up watching a lot of sports, playing a lot of sports, whether it was just for fun or, you know, for a team. And I just think playing dodgeball for as long as I have, I just, I just, I just know the game, you know? Um, and I, I think I'm also very good at reading people when on the court. So I think that just helps me even more let me do the things that I do. Right. Definitely not in shape, but I think just the years of experience and honestly with the teams that I've been on and some of the players that I've gotten the chance to play with help me play like I can. That makes sense. Um, and honestly, I just, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care, but when I'm on the court, I, I, I kind of don't like, I just play dodgeball. You know, I'm I'm gonna throw the last ball. I'm gonna make throws or go for catches I shouldn't do. Like I just go out there and play dodgeball. And I think that helps me also make some of the plays that I have been able to because I, I do kind of play a little more carefree than most people do. I, I think that that helps. So would you say? I mean, I think you already did though. But playing carefree is is more your style, and so playing with with teams like Doom. You, they kind of afford you that opportunity to do so, right? Like you're not overextending yourself. You're not constantly like in the middle trying to draw fire. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm a smart enough player to know certain things that I, I shouldn't do. Like I'm not going to yeah run up and 
start thumping balls when Vince or Nate aren't there to protect me. But no, definitely uh, being on a team with those two in the corners helps me um, just kind of play my game. And they just let me play my game because they know that, well, I mean, at least Nate knows that he could tell me to do something. and I'm, I'm so just going to go out there and play my game. Right. I think when you start thinking about, oh man, I, I've dropped seven balls. I shouldn't go for a catch or, oh man, I've missed three targets. I shouldn't make a throw. I think when you start thinking about things like that, it affects you in a negative way. And then you start overthinking everything. Um, so I just, I, I mean, I try to go out there and just play. I don't care if I've dropped three easy catches or made three or four bad throws. Like I'm still going to go out there and make the same throws, go for the same catches. Like I try to let things bother me and just play my game. That's huge. Like I know a ton of people, myself included, like we'll, we'll, we'll get in our own minds and we'll, we'll do like continuously stupider stuff or dumber things because we're so in our head about uh, what we did last game. Yeah. So for those of you guys that can like, just, you know, cast it off and just say, Hey, I'm just going to keep playing. Uh, that's, that's huge. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I meant like, I guess maybe I meant like dodgeball shape. Cause it, again, um, and after hearing you kind of explain it, it, it makes sense. Like how you're able to kind of just stay, consistent um one thing i wanted to ask though was um how were this is kind of a weird question how are your calves so massive dude like uh, i saw it like uh, yeah no uh they've they've been honestly they've been like that ever since um i think my senior year in high school track and field okay. i think yeah, doing the four cool. years of cross country and track and field um <laughs> they, they just, that's just how they've been ever since. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to ask that until I saw that picture. I was like, okay, I have to know. Like, just, just for my own personal sake, because I've got twigs for legs. And I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe I should ask him for some pointers because mine are just non existent. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I mean, dogball also helps. Like, I just don't stand there. Like, I, I jump around. Right. There was a good stretch, like, like two or three year stretch when I was younger where I would do ultimate frisbee like every weekend. So that, I mean, that probably helped also. Um, and like I said, for my job, I'm, I'm constantly walking, I'm not saying that. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not hitting the weights, but I mean, I'm moving around. I'm just not, it's not working out. Yeah. Just, you're constantly on your feet and, um, yeah. Least. Gotcha. Um, let's kind of go back to the good old days uh, real quick. So I wanted to ask about, um, so when, when Eric Jones pulled you aside and, and asked if you want to join um, All God's People, this was, what, 2007? Was that your first NDL debut? Oh, geez. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it was, I want to say it was, yeah, 2006, 2007, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, it was around that time. Yeah, he... Um, he just pulled me to the side after one of the, the league nights at the church. And hey, if we go to this tournament, we have a chance to go to Vegas and play for, I don't even remember what the prize was back, back then. Um, I was like, Oh really? Sure. Yeah. It sounds like fun. And then I remember going to the first tournament. I think it was up in LA and seeing that experience with NDL. Like there were a lot of teams there. There were a lot of people. Back then, when we were using stingers and co-ed, like it was God, intense. Stingers. And I remember, I mean, we got—I think I think we lost every game we played, um, at least at that tournament. Uh, 
I remember the first time I picked up a stinger and threw it. I, I think I threw it like 30 feet into the air. It was bad. <laughs> Cause he didn't tell me we played with him. I expected all the, the big 8.5s. And this, this was, was the, the tour fun. stop. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Sorry about that. This was that, that tour stop that you referenced earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, not that picture. Um, it was a different tour stop. Gotcha. But no, yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he, I think he apologized or whatever after that tournament because we didn't play well. And, but I mean, we still, like, we still managed to go to Vegas. Um, and then ever since then, I think Eric and I were always on the same team. Um, up until he went overseas. Um, so yeah, everyone can thank Eric for uh, creating a monster. For bringing in the pion. Yeah. Yeah, it, the Stingers are like, they threw me off guard too because when we, when we went to the first uh, Vegas in 2005, it, it was an advertised $25,000 cash prize. And then, so we're just thinking, oh, we're going to go in there and, and pinch because we, we did that back then. We're just going to steamroll everybody. And that was just yeah. not the case. And then... They bust out these stingers. They're like, "What? What the hell are these things?" And like, they were okay with me because like I played baseball, so I was able to adjust fairly quickly. But we just got murdered the entire time. We had no idea that the competition was going to be so fierce. And for me, that was like, "Oh man, there's definitely a reason to come back next year." There's so many people playing dodgeball. I was so excited. Was that your feeling too? Even though you got uh, just completely crushed, or like, did yeah, that it, you at all? Uh, it was. It was a bad experience, like in the way that we played, but still, I enjoyed it so much that, like, there was no thought in my mind that was like, "Oh, I'm never doing this again." Like, winning only a couple games in round robin, going 0-2 in the double elimination bracket. After that, I was like, "Okay, well, now we we need to change some people around. We need to practice and get better, and we're going to come back next year." And I think we got third the next year, third or fourth. Um, no, but it was just so much fun playing with the Stingers, seeing at how competitive and how serious people took this. Um, I loved it. Uh, I also did throw my arm out really bad that tournament. Jeez. That first one. Like, I couldn't hold a towel in my hand. It was that bad. Uh, but I like to say that that's what allows me to not have my arm hurt since then after that after that moment it's never really hurt like that so I'll, I'll take it so you know like how far you can go before it's like too much yeah well because yeah i never i mean except for playing for the hour two hours we played in the church league nights like i'd never been somewhere and had to play that much dodgeball so i just wasn't expecting it gotcha and this was uh this was still that tour stop though you're talking about right that because I did yeah. want to get I wanted to get into uh, what you can remember from the the first DWC that you made which I'm pretty sure it's 2007 because that's the first time I remember seeing you guys out there and as well as Rise um, because I don't know if you remember we we played on the the professional season together with the Texas Shade I yeah if you actually remember that and I was like who the hell is this guy this guy is really good um, and I think there was times where you just like carrying the entire team. Um, but ever since then, like you just kind of like established yourself as like a really phenomenal player. So whenever you guys would come down to Tucson afterwards, I'd be like, oh crap, it's him. And then yeah, I guess I know like a little bit. So we were at Tucson the whole time. Yeah, and like you guys were there often um, for the for the tour stops and some of the, the tournaments that we were hosting as Tucson Dodgeball. Yeah. 
it was cool uh, when you guys would come down. I kind of want to ask, like, um, like what was uh, I think that, maybe I already know the answer to this one, but what was your experience like coming down to like another city, like not Vegas, because that was the place to go that made sense because there's cash prizes there. But when we had like the Grand Canyon State Games, we started to see like Arizona kind of grow up. Um, yeah. What were those experiences like with those road trips and and those crazy tournaments that you can recall? I loved it. Um, because yeah, we were only used to seeing and playing with people, you know, in Oceanside and San Diego, sometimes LA. Um, I, I loved going to Arizona. I, I, I don't, I don't, I can see why people don't like it, but I don't understand why people hate it as much as they do. Um, right. it's not, it doesn't take long to get there. Um, I genuinely loved the travel back then. Uh, and I mean, when you're young and, you don't really have responsibilities yet. Like any chance we got to drive to Arizona for, you know, we would take it and play in a tournament. But um, I just love like, like over the years, just meeting all you guys, seeing all the different people that play dodgeball, seeing the level of competition that all these other cities have. Um, I think that's why people should play and should try to get out there um, because it's just fun. You know, grow friendships, meet new people. Um, you have fun with it. Um, so yeah, we, we took that chance any, any time we could Arizona tournament. All right, let's, let's hop in a SUV or Eric's car or something and make the five hour drive to Arizona and play some dodgeball for the weekend, drive back. Like it was really fun. Yeah, it, it was, it was so cool. And I, I bring that cause I, I do credit, um, a lot of Arizona's competitiveness because of that. Like when, when we first got our start, the Grand Canyon State Games was, uh, I think I, invo- I got involved in the second one, and it was it was a joke. It was like, we, were, we Team Mule, we were the only competitive team there. Mm-hmm. And there was like five or six like rec teams that were just, you know, they didn't obviously play dodgeball nearly as much as we did or take it seriously. And then, yeah. I don't know if you remember uh, Michael Carrington, he mm-hmm. and I started talking, and I think he invited the NDL to come in, make it a tour stop, and that's when we started to see like this California invasion where... Uh, yeah. LA teams would come down, you guys would come down and we're just like, oh man, like this isn't a gimme anymore, we gotta step our game up and mm-hmm. it was kind of like for me anyway, it was it was frustrating seeing you guys out there because like, oh crap, we gotta work hard but then I was like, oh yeah, I, I, like, I love all these people like th- this is fun and it just like added that layer of, you know what we what we love with dodgeball now is just, like the community and I was reading your, uh, your bio earlier and you kind of just uh, validated that statement where uh, you said, the biggest reason I have continued to play the sport over the past 12 years is because of all the friendships I've made with so many amazing people. And um, you're right, that makes you know, the five, six-hour uh, commutes worth it. That makes the flights worth it. And it's always like the same spiel, like, ah, oh, got to go to a dodgeball tournament. And then I see it, like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with all these people. Like, it just makes dodgeball that much better. Oh, definitely. Um, I, don't, I don't mean, I don't want to say I don't think I'd be playing if that wasn't the case, but it definitely, like, helps knowing that the community that we have is for the most part a good community um so you know or i'd like to at least hope that people know that when they are gonna go to an event whether it's a league in weho or um a random tournament in arizona or a league in the east coast like for the most part people are open and welcoming um that's really good Uh, it makes it makes wanting to play this sport and going places um, worth it yeah, it just adds another layer of, of awesomeness to it. I, just, yeah. I had this crazy realization because I was, I was talking to Tim, uh, I think when I got my second episode out, because we're, we're planning on when we're going to make this happen, 
mm-hmm. and I think it was just after the, the LA Classic in, in December and um, it, was, it was weird I was just like thinking about it in the gym and I just kind of like had one of those like aha kind of moments and I was like man I've known this guy for like 13 years like that's that's yeah. a freaking long time to know someone and it's so weird because like uh, and I'm sure this goes for everybody I don't it's not like I think about you guys every day right like and I'm sure you guys don't think about you know you know what I mean like but when I see you it's like oh yeah like friends cool people yeah. and then there's like the occasional Facebook interactions but then you live your life but then you like you, you repeat like every, every three or four months or so as tournaments come up like you see these people again and I've been doing that for like over a decade now I'm like man I've like Tim has been in my life longer than most people I know now that that's crazy to think about no it, it definitely isn't and that just adds to how great the sport can be like I yeah like you said I people that I see like on a regular basis now like I've known you or Jackie or Tim or all these other people like way longer than people that you know I see regularly and it's just it's crazy to, to think that because we don't live near each other we might see each other once every three or four months but it's just it's just it's just crazy yeah it, it's a weird it's a weird thing to think about and it was just like one of those aha uh-huh kind of moments like that's that's crazy yeah uh, and and I'm glad you mentioned Jackie because I'm just gonna throw this out there and, and speed this up in the questions. But uh, I was gonna ask, <laughs> as one of the crowdsource questions is, do you remember throwing Jackie in the pool when you came down to Tucson for one of those tournaments? And if so, do you regret it? Because that was hysterical. <laughs> um, I do remember, uh, and I do not regret it. Oh. Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> and if, if that was ever to happen again, like where I could, I hundred percent would. Hundred percent would do it again. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, I was just yeah you know, thinking about the the history that we've had. I just remember like watching. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna help. In fact, uh, I wish I could record this right now. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, oh man, those those are good times. Uh, yeah, me and Tillman uh, Tillman calls them the, the barnstorming days, where it's just like, hey, let, as you said, let's just round everybody up into an SUV. There's a tournament over here. We don't know if there's gonna be enough teams. We don't know if it's gonna happen, yeah. but let's just shoot for the best and uh hope hope people make it um those are some great times but um and continuing your your evolution you know you went from agp uh all guys people to um to rise right or was there a team in between then after eric left um i mean not like a legit team like there was a there was a couple of teams that i jumped on um i think i played with Corey morrison one year after eric left and then the year after that, technically I was on Rise, but we didn't play together in NDL because of things. You guys were uh, asked not to, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was there was a year where um, I wasn't on Rise yet, and Eric had left. Where I um, just jumped on a team for that that NDL uh, tournament. Um, but I mean, pretty much AGP then Rise. Gotcha. And for anybody that, that is listening or will listen and is curious, um, what had happened was um, Rise had just been dominating since, I think, 2007, um, just championship after championship after championship, that in 2010, they were asked not to play, which just adds to that whole, like, I don't say like that aggression or the hatred to the NDL, but that's essentially kind of what it is, that bitterness, uh, for lack of better words. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, it's kind of it's kind of lame. Um, I know that because we won as Rampage that year, in our final match, we we had thought since the beginning, since we formed, we we're gonna play against Rise, and so like every single game, we're like play this game as 
as if we're going to play rise because that was just the expectation and then when we found out you guys weren't going to make it we're like oh well it's still play very 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 seriously because it's not a given but that took a lot of mental pressure off my my head anyway i don't want to speak for everybody else but i imagine that's the same and then you know we played against hot sauce which no offense to uh mark and um they benedetto and whoever else might have been on that team but that was um that was just lame. That was kind of like anticlimactic. I feel like our toughest match was against Hawaii. But it's just like, damn. Oh, I remember those guys. What's up? I remember those guys. Yeah, makes play crew. Those guys are awesome. And they, they really, they brought, I'm brought down to the wire. Like Bill Fair won in a suicide. Um, that was a dramatic freaking game. And we go and we just, uh, we, we 2-0 hot sauce. And it was like, well, it's great winning. It's awesome being a champion. But then what would have the story been if, if Rives was there and not asked to, to not play? So... Yeah, it's one of those bittersweet things for me that I always hold on to. But um, it is what it is, um, and that's why we're so happy that Elite's here. Because I don't think there'll ever be a time when Mark will be like, "Hey, Doom, can you guys like not play anymore?" <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, it's like no. If you have a problem with Doom, always winning, get better. Um, and teams are clearly doing that. So, um, so from from Rise to Doom. I don't know if this is gonna be a sensitive topic, but um, can you comment on that at all? Like, what, how that happened? How did you go from Rise to Doom? Um, no, it's not sensitive. I don't care. I'll talk about whatever. Um, uh, they uh, they kicked me off. Uh, there were just uh, there were just issues. Um, I don't. I I like to think that I know the story, but I could. I mean, a, a couple details could be off. But from what how I understand it is um, I think there was a rumor going around that I was like trying to like break up the team and start my own team, which wasn't the case. Um, they were saying I was having issues with my attitude um, towards other teams while I was on the court, which I mean, yeah, I can be pretty intense, but I've, I generally felt like out of all the people on my team, I wouldn't have been the worst one that had an attitude problem. Um, and then there was an instance where uh, I got into it with Serge at a practice, um, and I said a couple things that I probably shouldn't have said uh, that also contributed to that decision. Uh, but no, yeah, they um, they kicked me off. I think the thing that that sucked the most was like they knew they were gonna kick me off for a month or two, so I still played a couple tournaments with them, not knowing they were going to. Uh, and at that same time, I, they had already talked to, like, other people about maybe joining. Like, mm-hmm. I had heard from, I, I don't even, I think, I think Nate Evans or someone in Arizona that Alan was telling people that they were kicking me off and picking him up before they even told me they were kicking me off. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I was at work when I got, like, my phone blew up with 30 messages from people, like, heard Rise kicking you off. What are you going to do? Um and then a week went by before they were like, hey, let's meet. We need to talk about something. So you already um, knew at that point. Yeah, I'd already known. Um, I mean, it is what it is. It sucked because that was the team that I'd known and the people that I'd been hanging out with for a while. Um, but like, I've, I've had this conversation with other people before. I, I've had more fun playing on Doom than I've, I've had in a long time playing dodgeball. Um, I know people might think that, oh, well, you guys win all these tournaments. But when I first joined the team, we didn't. We won a couple. like We won, like, maybe a round, maybe another tournament. But we didn't really win anything big for the first year and a half. I was on Doom. Um, but losing 
on that team still I had more fun than when I was winning on Rise. Right. And I think that just goes to show you how great I mean, skill-wise, obviously, my, my teammates are, but how just, as people, how awesome, like, Nate and Vince and Terry, Cole and Ish and all of them are on and off the court. Um, and yeah, I've just, I've just had, I've had way more fun with them losing or winning than I've ever had playing dodgeball. Um, so, I mean, it sucked getting kicked off, but at the end of the day, like, I'm, I'm happier now. It turned out for the better. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I've got to, I've got to get to know these guys, call a lot of them really close friends now. Um, so it's definitely been a positive and a negative. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and looking at the history, um, yeah, it's not like you hopped on doom and you guys started dominating immediately. Like I remember rise was, was still winning. And, um, again, only speaking for myself, I was like, dang, that is a, huge testament to their abilities if they can kick off somebody like Payan and still dominate like that's that's incredible and then all of a sudden I think what 2015 16 you guys just said okay we're, we're gonna start winning now you just guys got into this crazy streak yeah yeah it's um I don't know I talking to Tim and Serge and knowing them for so long and, and kind of understanding Rise and their mentality and how they how they view the team it's all very structured, very regimented. It, it's almost militaristic oh, yeah. in, in some aspects, and I love that. So that that's that's totally something that I would like to see if I were ever to start up a team again. Because I, I tried the other way, trying to be the nice guy, trying to be friendly, and then you know, Team Evil ended up being, in my opinion, the best team that never was fully. Um, I'm totally fine with owning that. If anybody has any questions, but um, <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. Like um, some teams have a certain type of dynamic or personality where if it doesn't work out anymore that person leaves and they go find some place where they actually belong and they flourish yeah. and that's that seems like the case with you yeah um i i mean i yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed um how rise runs you know their team um being super competitive you know my entire life like it just it made sense to me. Let's practice. We work on plays. We work on throwing together. We work on throwing at targets with different people. So you know how to throw with everyone on the team and everything like that. That makes sense. And it's a big part of, of getting better. Um, but being on doom, I can also see the other side where we don't, I mean, yeah, for a while we would try and get together and practice, but like, we don't like, we're more of um, our, our get togethers are more social. Like we, I think we're, we're to the point where we're just so comfortable with each other on the court that we just, we just know instinctively what we're all going to do. So our get togethers are, we're going to go have, you know, we, we like to have team dinners or just go to Dave and Buster's and hang out. Like we, we like to do, do stuff as a team to get to know each other more rather than meeting up and practicing. Right. Which I think both are key. I think, in the long run, people do need to practice, but I think a big part of it is also is you have to get out there with your team and just have fun. Go do something. Go watch a movie together. Go have dinner. Go do anything. Like, I think that's a really big part because it builds that that friendship and that trust. That camaraderie. Um, yes. Um, and I think that helps teams stay together longer. And at the end of the day, you can keep, I mean, you can try to pick up 
the best players or do all these things, but like, well, I think what this, what's going to help the sport and like Tuda is a great example is teams that are sticking together, teams that are practicing together, teams that are staying together, even when they're losing when they first start. Um, Cause you just need, you need, it takes time to just get to know each other plays to trust each other, just to know like, Oh, Hey, Nate's going to run up. I know what he's going to do. I know where I need to be. Like it takes time for that. And these teams that stick together and tough it out to the showtime um, grit slash Zephyr, like I, I respect and I like it. I like to see these teams keep showing up because that's what we need. Yeah. We need these teams to stay together and play. Um, otherwise we're not going to grow at all. I, I, I comment on this all the time. Um, I, I definitely speak to Rise's uh, treatment of how they treat the team like a brand and like an organization and um, the structure. That's what I was looking for. But then yeah. I also comment about you guys in Doom and how you guys are always hanging out. You guys are like best friends. I think one, a couple of you guys might be like godfathers to some of the, some of the children there. Um, but you guys are everywhere um, together. And I feel like that's like... If you can find a good merger of those two, like that's what's going to make or break a, a solid team. Um, that inconsistency, like you said, teams got to stick together and they got to get to know each other. Like you can take six of the best players that have ever played and still have a crappy team. But if you have people yeah. that work together, are bought in, and they know each other and they, they, they've played long enough to pick up on those nuances, as you said, like if I'm going to throw, I know Nate's got my back. Like I don't have to worry about my left side. Or I know that, you know, I can throw and somebody's going to come up and press and protect me as I backpedal my way back to the back line. Like those are things that you just can't plan. Like you can't good luck trying to plan dodgeball plays, right? Cause the second those whistles go, it's, it's chaos. It's, it's beautiful, wonderful chaos, but you have to have that trust to kind of mitigate that. And, um, I mean, I want to say like the military is just like that. Like you have to trust that the guys to your left and your right, they're going to take care of you. Um, because it, that's just how it is. Like you, the, the best plans are going to go out the window the second, um, stuff happens so oh yeah that's huge and I, I was actually going to ask you that like being in san diego does that impact your ability to be part of that that group or or at all like are you an outlier but it doesn't sound like you are at all so i think i kind of answered um, that one i mean no i mean no uh i mean yeah they're, i mean obviously they're gonna see each other more than they're gonna see me but um no like for for big things birthday parties or have dinner or do this or do that like we would always set things up like that on the weekend. Um, so we can, it, cause it's just easier in general for most people to do things on the weekend. Right. Um, um, but no, I don't, yeah, it, it doesn't really affect a whole, a whole lot. Um, and I mean, and honestly, it's only a, I mean, on a good day, a two hour drive, which I clearly don't mind taking since I come up on the weekends for, for our home league. Um, um, but no, I mean, maybe at the beginning joining because I was new to the team or kind of new to the team. I was on their tramp team for a couple years before I was on their 8.5 team. Um, but still new ish for some people that it, it, it was, a I don't want to say awkward, but definitely was me being in San Diego and then being up in LA, there was that divide. Right. Um, but, um, after I joined the 8.5 team, probably a few months in um, it, it didn't feel like that. They, they, it was, they were really good 
with making me feel like I was a part of the team, even though I wasn't in LA with them. I was in San Diego. I'm newer to the team. Like they, they made me feel at home, which I really appreciated. And it made, I think it made the transition a lot easier. That's awesome. Yeah. So that, that brought up a, a question I want to ask and what, um, for teams that are like newly formed or newly forming, cause this is always going to happen, especially after nationals, like, what would you recommend helps build that camaraderie, especially as somebody that, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of distance, you know, you're, like you said, you're like about two hours away. Yeah. But for what would help? Um, you mentioned like team dinners, going to Dave and Buster's, like I almost want to say like, how do you make friends with your teammates in, in a sense? Yeah. Anything like that, anything that you can do as a team, even honestly, if you can't get the whole team together, just trying to do things like, yeah, like I said, Dave and Buster's team dinners, bowling, it doesn't matter. Um, get together with a team. Um, and if you, if you are playing with team members that do live in different cities or different states, when you guys are at these events for a tournament and you guys are all in the same city, have a team dinner before, you know, the big weekend or after the round robin day, like before double Elam the next day, like try to get together and do something. Um, I think that's really key in, in getting closer with your team. Um, and I mean, this might just be because of how I play dodgeball, but it it's serious, but it's not the end of the world serious. Like people are going to make mistakes, teams are going to make mistakes. There, no one's, no one in the history of dodgeball has ever been perfect the whole time. Right. Um. So I mean, you just got you got to trust in your team and the players that are with you to know that they're going to pick you up and have your back um, and be there. You know, you counter someone, you get countered and you're upset because someone didn't pump fake. Like, yeah, it sucks. But at the end of the day, I mean, things happen. Um, you got to trust your team, trust that they'll, they'll make up for it. Trust that they'll get your back. Um, if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, pointing fingers never helps. Um, I now I had a problem with that early on because I knew I was good and it took it took some time for me to to even get in that mentality of I can't do everything I need to rely on my teammates stop pointing fingers um, but I think in part with that comes the socialization of it and getting together with your teams that'll help everything else on the court because you do have that that friendship that social aspect of that camaraderie that just makes playing together easier. Yeah, it's like you said, it's not the uh, it's not the end of the world. No one died, you know. Um, it's cool you mentioned that because like you can have, as you said, a bad play, but then if your teammates kind of back you up, pick you up out of it, or pull your head out of it, and you're still friends afterwards, yeah. what'd you really lose? Like just a dodgeball game at the end of the day, as I yeah. said. The, um, the friendships that you make on the court and with your team are going to last longer than than dodgeball. Because you can't, you can't play forever. Um, and who's to say dodgeball is going to be around forever? Um, so it's definitely important to, to keep these friendships and grow with the people that you, that you know over trying to win you know, an elite round or a dodgeball league. Like, the friendships is what matters the most. Yeah. That, that was part of the like, epiphany moment that I had, too. Is like, um, I was trying to think of, like, man, 
Tim's going to retire in a couple of years. I might be on my way out too. So how am I going to stay in contact with this guy? Because <laughs> you can't just like ditch somebody for knowing them after, you know, over a decade. So you're very yeah. right. And like, I remember you throwing Jackie, you know, into the pool in the apartment complex I would eventually move into way more than I remember like most of the events between those three years. Oh. Right. Definitely. I remember, um, I get, get just getting completely hammered because you kept killing me in Buffalo in San Diego, <laughs> but I couldn't tell you how I did during that tournament. I may have done like some cool things. I think we took like fifth. I don't know, but like I just somehow remember before blacking out. Unfortunately, I hate to admit that just getting murdered and never wanting to drink around you again because that's that's how I'll die. Like it's just not going to work out. <laughs> but that's uh that's a really good takeaway, and I hope. Again, at, for, for teams that are struggling or teams that are frustrated that are friends or aren't or trying to get there or brand new, like that's that's so important. Like you have to, there has to be a good blend between team buy-in and friendship for, for anything to work. And you just have to play it out. You have to stick it through. You're not going to show up on day one and be like doom. Like even you guys had your, your learning curves and your, your growing pains. So that's uh that's massive, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a good nugget, man. That, that's, I hope people pick up on that one i mean yeah it's true like i mean that i mean that was also a big part of why i didn't like playing uh i mean i enjoyed playing on rise but like i mean they they do have that reputation of if if the things aren't going well they'll kick you off right like i think that and then that's just how it is um i mean i'm not saying that there are people on any of my teams that are bad or whatever but like i'm not I'm not about, at least at this point in my life, kicking people off teams because, you know, you honestly never know how someone's going to take it. Like, and it could ruin a friendship. And I, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather play with what I ha- play with the people that I have and the people that I like, than try to kick someone off to pick someone up that's better and possibly ruin a friendship with someone. Hmm. That's a good point, and that the kind of. Uh goes into one of the questions I want to ask and that was um, and hopefully I'm not bringing up any any wounds here but obviously you guys didn't make it for this year's UDC um, two that took it from you guys um, is, is there going to be like I don't want to say like a rebuilding phase or are you guys just kind of just shrugging this off and be like hey you know what not our day we're just going to move on to, to nationals like how, did, how does that work for you guys yeah no there there's no rebuilding um, the team that we have is the team that we have I think it always will be I think if the time came where someone didn't want to play or we were like, Hey, you know, we've lost two or three or four in a row. Like maybe a couple of us would jump on another team, but I don't think we would replace people and still call it doom. Um, so definitely no rebuilding. Um, people lose. It is what it is. Uh, right. No one, none of us wanted to lose. None of us like to lose, but um, I mean, it happened. Uh, I'm not going to go into you know, calls or calls that were made, calls that weren't made or anything like that. At the end of the day, they were the best team that weekend. We weren't. Uh, am I upset that we lost? Yeah, because I like to win. Um, but at the end of the day, there it's still there's still something about them beating us because that's the team we've been practicing with for like the last two years. Like since we've been playing at Van Nuys, like they were the trampoline kids there. They were the ones that we practiced with you know, the last couple of years, they're the ones that we've seen the most. We're the ones that they've seen the most. Um, so in a way there was almost, there was something special 
in them beating us because it was them. Right. Like after losing, I was thinking about it. Like if I was going to lose to any other team that was there, they, I'm okay with them beating us. And it made just the most sense. Cause I, I don't want to say this cause then maybe it seems like we're too old or we can't play anymore, but it was almost like a passing of the torch, you know, like, we were at Van Nuys. We've been practicing with them, helping them get better, you know, kind of teaching them the sport. And then they showed up. They beat us. And so it's almost like it's their time now, which I hate saying because I don't want to stop playing or I don't think I'm done playing anytime soon. Um, but it was just something special about them beating us and it's someone else. So, I mean, didn't want to lose, wasn't happy about it. Um, but, I'm glad it was them. They just they deserved it. Nice. Yeah, Rob made a comment about something somewhat similar where it's like, you know, he wants to the way he sees himself exiting, again, not insinuating that you're gonna exit ever. You've got like at least another ten years in you easily. Um he's saying, you know, he wants to be like I don't want to say overtaken, but he wants to be beaten by somebody better than him and that's how he can kind of pass the torch and know that, okay, this is I'm okay with this now. Yeah. That's a that's an interesting concept and yeah that, that's pretty cool about um, or I guess that's a, a good takeaway from from that weekend because um, you can you can tell um, when I was interviewing Mick like he was he was just kind of blown away that that's where they are now mm-hmm. and, um, no they've they've definitely come a long way and they weren't and they weren't I mean they were never bad but they weren't there yet. And that just goes to show, you know, you, you know, stick it out, stick it out with your team, stick it out with your friends. Um, keep playing together. Cause they're, they're a good, they're a good example. They were good. Not there yet. They've been playing. They transitioned from trampolines to courts. They play elite. They're doing the leagues in LA and now they're UDC champions. Like you have to, you have to work on it. You have to stick with it. And they're, they're a great example of that for sure yeah that all that hard work pays off eventually um and for some you know don't know when or how but but it does yeah so and i mean and and it could be something it could be something really small like you don't even have to win a tournament it could it could be hey we've been working for the last two years and we got third like it, it, it could it could be something as small as that like it just takes that one moment that a team's been working so hard to achieve something. And it could take that one moment, like, like a fourth or a third to be like, Hey, we've put in the last two years work. It's showing off. Let's, let's go get it now. Like you never know when you're going to get that moment. Yeah. You never know when it's going to come. Uh, do you, do you play trampoline often or does, is that like a seasonal thing? Like once UDC starts coming closer or the, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Uh, qualifiers. Um, typically, we've 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 tried to get on tramps a month or two before the qualifier, um, and then if we qualify for the championship, we'll um, try to get in every weekend up until the championship. I know some sometimes it's just hard; people have work or schedules conflicting, but um. Usually it's just when the qualifiers and UDC is coming around. Um, maybe that'll change after the loss. I think after the first time we lost, we tried to get on 
a little bit um, before even the qualifiers were announced. But um, so we might do that again. It hasn't been brought up. I mean, we probably won't bring it up until after nationals anyway, when dodgeball is kind of at that lull. But um, no, typically, at least for me, I don't know if if these guys get on at all when they're up here. But I don't, I don't typically get on a tramp until like qualifiers. Gotcha. Is is a transition difficult, um, or does your do you just have have muscle memory when you, when you hop on? Like, oh, okay, yeah, we're we're playing this way now. Um, I think I mean for some people it might not be difficult. I find it a little difficult, um, just because I again I don't get on the tramps a lot, um, and I typically don't like to change the way that I play depending on the like ball style. Like I'll go into any type of you know ball style tramp no sting, you know, foam, and play the same. So I think that, that affects me when I get on the tramps for the first time after a while because I'm just used to doing things a certain way. And I have to adjust with throwing on the pads or throwing on the tramp. So there is there's a, a adjustment for me two or three practices in. Um, but after that, it, 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 I, get, I get used to it, and then um, it's not that big of an issue. You're good to go. Yeah. Is that the same with foam? Imagine it's a little bit easier because you're you're on solid ground now. Like, does that change yeah, your game at all? The solid course a little easier. Um, I would I would have said yes if you had asked me like months ago. Uh, now not so much just because I'm playing in that foam league. Um, but yeah, if I haven't touched a foam ball in a while, it could it could take a few a few games or matches to just get used to my release because it is different. Um, but I actually I actually enjoy throwing foam more than any of the other. I think any of the other styles, it hurts my arm the least. Really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I, I I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, but I and I didn't think that when I first started playing foam, like back in 2015. Um, but when you actually play it frequently. I, th- I think most people will, will come to find that it does hurt less than the other styles. Interesting. Um, and I mean, as like playing, the girls can crush these balls, so it's always fun. It's always fun going up against talented females um, that you know can just crush you at any moment. <laughs> yeah, you're you're alive at their at their pleasure. They can take you out whenever they feel like it. <laughs> um. I wonder if it. So, do your throwing mechanics change at all with foam? Um, they they do if I haven't picked it up in a while. Um, but since since I've been playing in the league for the last few months, um, I don't think it changes that greatly. Um, if I'm trying to put full power behind it, I have to adjust a little bit. Um, and. I also have to adjust a little bit with um, my counters when I'm in the corner pressing, because I it just because the weight of the ball, like I just can't I can't counter with the quick release that I normally could with a no sting or 8.5 because of the weight. Um, but it's not a big adjustment. Um, but there there's a little. There's some adjusting. Yeah. I wonder if it has to do with like your your quick release. Um, because like when I throw foam, I'm throwing like I'm throwing 8.5, and it you would think I would get it by now, but try undoing 
how old, how old am I? Like 25 years of throwing, right? Just not going to happen um, off the bat. And so I ended up almost throwing my arm out almost immediately. So I have to like dial it back a lot and just slowly start building up two foam, which is weird because you don't think you have to build up to throwing a ball that's lighter. But yeah. I wonder if it's because no, of... Yeah, I wonder Oh, what's up? No, it's like the same thing. Uh, I have to, I have to warm up way more with foam than I do with 8.5 or no sting. And I think it's because it's lighter. Because if I don't warm up, then it will hurt my arm. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'll just, I mean, I'll grab a foam ball and just stand 10 feet in front of a wall and just, just throw it a good 20, 30, 40 times. Not hard at all, just to get, you know, the weight down and the motion going. Um, and then I'm good. Um, but yeah, definitely something that I have to warm up to. I just can't, I can't get out there, throw, you know, five foam balls and be like, okay, I'm warm. Is that the case with you in 8.5? Like you, you just need a couple, then you're good to go, or do you still need to warm up with those significantly? Um, I like to warm up with those significantly. Um, if I, I mean, if I showed up late to a tournament and had to jump on the court, um, my first few throws would probably not be great. Right. But I definitely with 8.5, I don't need to warm up as often or as much. Um, but with foam and no sting, I, I have to warm up a little bit more. Definitely. What, uh, how would you rank them between foam, no sting, and 8.5? What's your favorite three? Or what's your top? Or, yeah, just how would you rank them? <laughs> um, Ask it like man. that. <laughs> Ooh, I, man, like deep down, my I want to say 8.5 is my favorite because it's what I'm best at. Um, but the competitive side of me is going to say, foam because I think that's the hardest to, I don't want to say adjust to, but I, I, going up against someone that's really good at foam, like Nate, Nate's a great example. Nate's got a great foam throw. Um, and because of how the foam balls can move, like you have to pay more attention, like to everything. Even when you have a ball in your hand, like I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten hit in a league with a ball in my hand, you know, with a foam ball. Like it's, it's crazy at, at how difficult it can be to stay alive. Um, and I think it's the the easiest for girls to get used to. And I I love co ed more than I like open. I like playing I, I like playing with the ladies. Um, I think it makes it for more compet I think it makes uh Dodgeball more competitive because these good teams have to split up into other teams. So you get more competitive teams. Um, and when you're playing co-ed in foam against a really good girl, like, again, I'm going to use Karina as an example. Um, like, if, I, if I'm playing in a style and in co-ed where I have to pay attention to every single person on the court, I'm going to like that more than anything. And you can't get that in 8.5 co-ed. Not saying that our the girls aren't good enough, but it's just, it's, like, you don't really have to worry about a lot of girls throwing that ball. There's a few, but not a lot. Right. So my worry is really never on them. It's always on the guys. Whereas in no sting, but I think more so in foam, you have to worry about everyone on the court. And I like that. Um, so I think foam would be one, no sting would be two, and then 8.5 would be three. Wow. And then, again, that's just because I like Coed more. Um, so those first two divisions everyone means more than it does in 8.5. Um, 
if it was just 8.5 or 9.5, if it was just uh, like men's and women's separate, uh, I'd probably say foam then 8.5 then no stained glass. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, even with um, with code 8.5, like generally, you know, two people are going to throw maybe one at a time before, you know, your teammates start getting dwindled down. So it totally makes sense. Like you're not going to get thrown as much at with 8.5 versus foam. And I'm starting to realize that now it's like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're just constantly aware of what's going on. You have to be. And I remember like when I first started playing foam, not saying that this still doesn't happen. I'm just more used to it now, but it's like, I would see a ball and I would just assume its trajectory was going to go, you know, past me, but then it would bank in and hit my like left heel somehow. I'm like how in the hell does that even happen? Oh yeah. And it's like, you're not clear until that foam is like eight feet away from you. Like you have to watch everything. And that's a really good point. Um, I know I like to knock foam and I'm always teasing Randy about how 8.5 is superior, but, uh, <laughs> starting to, starting to shift over to the foam side just a little bit. Um, that's a really good point. Um, with, 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 uh, with your competitiveness, um, and I'm not kind of weird about this question because uh, going back to talking about the things you remember versus like actual like tournaments, uh, you seem to have like this you don't you back down from nothing mentality. Um, you know, and I've, I'm referencing I don't know if you remember you almost got into a fight with like uh, Christina Navo's dad over something, that. and this guy was like this guy wasn't a small dude like he was massive, and I I, I think. Um, Mason and Brian Armand got in between you two, and I think Mason said, well, I know he said this. He's like, this whole time I was praying that this guy would not just start beating the crap out of me. And, like, Mason's a big dude. I don't know how many people remember him, but, you know, he's not somebody that you would ever hear something like that from. And here you are egging him on saying, hey, dude, let's throw down. I don't Like, you just, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, what you said. Um, trying to keep this, you know, PG rated. But... Uh, where does that mentality come from? Where do you get that competitive edge and uh, I will stand up to a bear if I have to? Um, well, so, and, and, and I mean, so I think a, a small part of that is is how I was raised. My dad always, you know, like they don't, like if someone comes at you, you have to defend yourself, you know? Um, so I was kind of raised a little bit with that. Even if you're going to, even if you're going to get beat up, um, like you, you gotta, you gotta stand up for yourself. Um, so I've always, always done that. And then there's been situations growing up, you know, high school, middle school, whenever, like, where it didn't work out in my favor. But I, I just always have that. Like, I don't care. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how many of you there are. If you disrespect me, or get in my face, or disrespect someone that's close with me, like, I'm, I'm always gonna, I'm always gonna stand up for myself or people that I care about. Um, and I think that's also kind of transitioned to dodgeball, which gives me that like kind of like I don't like I just I don't care attitude when it comes to things and like one on five, one on four, I'm at the line getting charged and you know I catch it two feet in front of me like like I I, I mean I think that's helped a little bit with that. Um, being raised that way and also like I said earlier I've got to the point where I care but I also don't care right in games so like I think again the the not caring as much helps me again make some of the crazy catches that I make when I'm getting charged or 
when it's one on four and I can hit someone and catch a ball at the same time, like I just, I mean, I've been, I've been playing a long time. I, I've grown to not care as much about what happens to me on the court. Um, that it, and you know, I've been in so many high pressure situations where I'm just, I'm kind of used to most scenarios. Um, which I, which, which helps. Um, and, but again, it, it, dodgeball aspect, it all boils down to not caring as much, you know, things happen. So it is what it is. Um, life aspect, I was, you know, raised to stand up for yourself. So I, I mean, big or small, I don't care who you are. Don't disrespect me because I'm not going to like it. Yeah. And I feel like those definitely go hand in hand. Um, because if you can stare down some like six foot tall, six, five massive dude that, what's that? He was very big. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. Uh, if you can stand up to that, then I mean, okay, Chad Landrum hits you in the face with a dodgeball. I mean, did you die? No. So that that I totally understand what you mean by like you saying you don't care. Like it's not like you don't care about the game. It's not like you don't care about your teammates. It's just you don't have a lot of fears that people might have, or a lot of like nonsense going on in your brain that would prevent you from doing the natural things that you would do. Um, like those clutch catches or those amazing throws or even just knowing hey if I pump fake I know Steve's going to jump and I'm just going to wait to get a shin because that's all you got to think about whereas I'm like oh crap it's Pyan what do I do what do I do no one's here throwing with me oh crap I'm too close but like I'm already I'm already out I might as well just walk out at that that point when you're looking at the mental aspect my my mind versus yours uh, chances are you're going to win most of the time and that's that's definitely been the case when I've gone up against you I'm way too in my head about it and um, I made this comment with Rob like most of the time if I do anything good if I do anything like incredible or game changing it's because there's nothing going on in that brain of mine it's just empty and that's yeah. like that's where you have like your best moments and that's why I love dodgeball so much is there's those opportunities to just go mindless and be like yeah I have no idea what I did I just kind of blacked out and, and we won so that's great oh no yeah and I mean and that lead, like it goes into kind of the not caring is when you like I said earlier when you start to overthink things Yep. Or I don't want to say think things through because you can think things through, but the minute you start thinking too much into something, it's probably going to go bad. That's why you just got you just got to go out there and just you just got to play. Yep, that's simply a good good outlook. Um, so I wanted to go into uh, some of the crowdsource questions, um, and I, I was as soon as I posted that on on the group page, my notifications just like started lighting up. I was like, oh man, what have I done? But I'm glad and thank you to everyone that that participated. Um, but I want to start with, with the, the typical two, and that's, uh, first of all, do you listen to any music um, while you're playing or while you're warming up or before dodgeball? Uh, no. You don't? Okay, so that kind of takes out those two. I don't like wearing headphones or anything on my head when I'm warming up. Um, and, I mean, I'll listen to music on, like, going to the venue, but there isn't, like, a playlist or an artist that I have to listen to. I just kind of listen to what the, whatever's on. Um and I just get to the gym and start warming up. Nice. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, playlists and songs that amp you up, but that uh, takes care of that. Um, so we'll go ahead and go into the first one. That's from Sergio Leone. He has, um, how does playing in elite final compared to playing in worlds? And is there any difference in your approach? So, you know, elite nationals playing for number one in the nation versus in the world. Like, how does that compare? And do you do anything differently for that? Um, doing anything different? No, I 
I kind of approach all dodgeball the same. Um, but there, there is a difference. Um, there's, I feel like there's definitely more pressure when you're on the world's team than when you're not or when you're playing an elite. Um, because, I mean, it's not, it's not Olympics, but there's still an organization that's designating this as this is the world tournament for dodgeball. Countries are represented. You're wearing, you're wearing something that says USA on it. Um, so it definitely, it definitely adds to everything. Just being a part of that, I, I think makes things bigger. Um, so it can be a little nerve wracking, um, just being in that, on that stage. Um, so it, I mean, yeah, world seems bigger, not saying elites, not big. Um, but I don't, I don't approach either any differently. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it's different because, like, you know, finals. Um, we'll use this last West Coast or this last West region as an example. So um, it came down to you and Anarchy, right? Um, yeah. And before, I'm not, not even ashamed to admit it. If it was like you and Heat, I would have absolutely wanted Heat to win because we're Arizona. Because we're Arizona, right? We want that to happen. But then it became you and Anarchy. And like, well, shoot, I hope Doom wins because at the very least, let's not like let the West lose. But now it's yeah. Team USA. It's like freaking America better win. Like that's just, I'm sure that's how everybody feels. So it's like you know the the level of support and expectation to win definitely increases with uh, with anything that's Team USA. Yeah. So I get that. Um, Nathan Toombs asked, and I think this is answered in the thread, but I'm just gonna throw it out there: Who's a stronger team, Canada or Malaysia? Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia. I think that's what people were saying. Even Carrie. Um, they train very hard and a lot longer than we do. Um, I also think a lot of the team lives near each other. I'm not 100%, but I think they're all pretty local, so they can all practice together most of the time. Um, I mean, yeah, they practice months and months before the event, um, and they, they, they get it down to a science where they, they know what each person is going to do how they're going to play. Um, they're really quick to the line to get that ball in the rush to get people out off the bat. And they just move really well. Like, they know how to get low. They know how to move. So, I mean, your throws have to be spot on to hit them. Um, they definitely they definitely know how to play dodgeball, and they do it very well. Aren't they, like, government-backed, too? I think so. Must be nice. Like, that's... <laughs> That's the one thing that really drives me crazy about these other countries is that they they have such a much better setup and so much more backing them than uh, than USA does, and uh, it's like just like soccer. I feel like we're we're just last of the game and and just behind. Um, Markel Stokes asked, "How does it feel to be one of the top dodgeballers in the game?" And I mean, per the Dodgeball Tribune, don't know how seriously you take it, but you're number one, so. How does that feel? Does that get to your head at all? Does that bother you at all? What's it like? Um, no, it doesn't get to my head. Um, I know that I'm good. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm number one. Um, I'm as good as I am because of the teams that I've been on. Uh, I was going to rise because I had Tim in one quarter, Jim in the other corner. You know, I can do what I can on Doom because of my team. If I don't have Nate or Vince in the corners, like it's not the same because there's such a big presence. Um, right? I I, I want to take the Tribune article and ranking seriously because I mean he polled people that he 
that he trusts in the community and respects and been playing a long time that know dodgeball to give rankings to him and he averaged everything out. Um, so when that came out, me being number one told me that at least a good majority of the people that he asked thought I was number one, which I, I, I appreciate and um, it makes me happy that people think that. Um, but honestly, it could have number one could have gone to me, Ketchum, Nate, Vince, Tim. Like, there's people that it could have gone to. Um, I was just lucky enough to get it. That's a good point because it's and definitely not going to take away from anything that you've accomplished and done. But I'm glad you mentioned because of the teams that you've been on because that, that is a huge, huge factor that I don't know if people consider that when they're making these rankings. Or, or if that's like something that should be taken to con- into consideration because I'm curious to see like how would you fare against a team that is five brand new people would you be just as lethal would that cause you to play better would that be seen as like geez man Pine's like by himself and he's still murdering people yes he is definitely number one there's like without a doubt the, being able to, to recognize that so I wonder if that's if that was part of it and if that's something that people do consider um, because yeah, who who you surround yourself with is definitely going to be able to determine how much harder you have to work. Do you have to dodge two balls versus five all the time? Are they always gunning for you? Are you always the first one out because people target you right away? Yeah. So that's a that's a really good point that you that you mentioned. Um, and I'm glad it's not gotten to your head too, because I'm, I'm sure some people, um, their, their egos definitely swell when they they make these lists. But I am I'm happy that that Tyler is doing stuff like this because I feel like this is going to be what feeds into something much better down the road and it's going to be much more um, thorough and involved and I mean you got to start somewhere so it's uh, I, yeah I I know I know some people have given him crap for it but no I I like that he's doing this and taking the time to do that whether it's rankings or all the articles he's posting about you know round one recap or UDC recap like no one else is doing that and he took it upon himself to do that. Um, and I appreciate that because because I, I, I do think down the road it, it could help. Yeah, it's just going to build off of uh, off of this and, and get better and better and more refined. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna, nothing's going to be perfect the first time ever. Yeah. Um, when I first started this podcast, I literally said, this is going to be really hard because I couldn't even say the, the opening. And I'm recording by myself, so, like, like nothing ever... <laughs> Nothing ever works out right away off the bat. If it does, then you're you're, you're pretty lucky. But uh, yeah. Brody Johnson asked, uh, "Can you teach me how to shuffle a deck?" <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. But are are you gonna? Um, um, so we all stayed in the same house in Chicago, and we played Texas Hold'em. And he never played before or shuffled a deck of cards. So it was uh, <laughs> watching him try to do that. Um, but no, I'm not gonna help Brody shuffle a deck. He has to learn on his own. He's he's a grown up. Some some things you just have to learn by yourself. You just have to. <laughs> a, there's some man skills that you, you just need to figure out on your own. Um, speaking of skills, though, David Tate's drinking tips on how to increase our tank abilities. How do you survive? Oh, okay, that's me. Okay, my bad. I kind of hijacked this question. So first of all, Tate's was asking for drinking tips on how to increase our tank abilities. Oh man. It- I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's something you can learn. I think it's just something you're born with. Um, I also just like to drink tequila, so that I don't know. I don't know if that if that helps anything at all. Lord. But, but I mean, um, Tate, Tate's can come down to LA. He can leave Bakersfield, come down to LA, and I can show. Him. 
you can show them the ways, show them the ropes a little bit or, or give them some hands-on experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I put, uh, how do you survive? Um, because I almost died the last time I was drinking with in your presence. Um, and, and not just the San Diego classic. Like I think the last time we were all at bogeys together with your and Brett's like hundred yeah. shots or that was just good, good yeah. God. Well, well, when shots are $2 a piece, we have to get a hundred. Um, yeah, just that just makes sense to me. That's um, just economically whatever. responsible. I mean, I, I mean, I survive. Yeah. It doesn't mean I feel good the next day. <laughs> I'll take it as long as as long as you hurt just in some capacity. If you like bounce back like nothing, then I'll just I'll always be jealous. Um, oh yeah, no, no, I definitely I definitely feel it. Yeah, it was uh yeah last year um uh during this the sand sand dodgeball tournament I, I I did not start with the intent to to get that crazy, but it just happened. Like I I blame Pine for everything. This wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him. So uh, when, you're, when you're in Arizona and you're in the heat, and you're playing sand dodgeball you, you gotta drink it's just like a rule yeah i uh i didn't drink this last time and i was just happy to be alive i was like man that, that one might have killed me just because this is uh it's no joke you guys don't play games you, you don't uh you guys are serious um and that goes in i guess a, a, another question is sergio leon would be or asks uh, who'd be your partner for a 2v2 beer pong game <laughs> um so I know I know Joe Colella wants me to say him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did, I think. I think it would be Tim. Hmm. Yeah, Tim and I we're we we've done we played beer pong often together. In the past, we've gone to like little tournaments at bars in San Diego, and we've always done really well. So I'd probably pick Tim. That's awesome. I retired from beer pong, but if I ever saw that, I would have to participate just to watch <laughs> that'd be a fun thing to watch uh tim's awesome to hang out with um brett baxter asked in your opinion will ethan ever gain enough weight to join echo and i think no. he said no right away just off the bat <laughs> ethan, never. never 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 he's too small um alan thomas i think kind of piggybacked out this question and asked does that mean catch him is getting kicked off because I, I guess he's he's shredding up pretty pretty fast which is terrifying uh, but uh and that's also a no i will never kick, catch him off any team that i want yeah that that's oh he's 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 faster and and in better shape yeah let's 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 ditch him that's not gonna yeah. help us at all i mean and it's, it's catch up like why would why would you want to kick him off your team when he can do some of the things that he can do yeah it's uh i'd like to find the team that does that um it's just silly Ryan Anderson asked, uh, is your beard by design or do you have trouble growing a man-sized beard? Oh, yeah, no, I cannot grow a man-sized beard. Um, yeah, it just, it looks awful. So I try not to let it get to that point anymore to shave. Like, no, it's just not going to work out for me. Yeah, Ryan's yeah, he's got some pretty epic beard growing skills. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. Um, okay, this is what sparked that, that discussion over that picture and that was uh eric eric uh, tillman's asked which one of us has put on more weight <laughs> that uh yeah i think definitely me yeah so I, I was gonna go back down to that real quick um that mentality that you had and i forgot to, to snipe that in was obviously you weren't a big guy when you're younger and so you said some sometimes some of the fights just wouldn't go your way 
Is that because of your size or just? Doesn't mean I fought a lot because I didn't. I think I've maybe been in three, Hmm. four tops. Um, And the first one, it was when I was like in sixth grade, and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was never a big kid. Um, I think all four years of high school, I weighed one sixty. I was tiny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, clearly I didn't, I didn't let that stop me from from getting into an altercation because I just don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that speaks again to that, what mentality can do for, for people. Because I think maybe just because you'd stand up for yourself, people would be like, oh, I'm not going to fight this guy anymore. Or I don't want to take him on anymore. And, um, and yeah. Yeah, you had me by 30 pounds. I weighed 130 until I was 21, and somehow magically I gained 20 pounds. So I was 150 until, as you've probably noticed just from knowing me for so long, like 2010 is when I really started to finally grow. Yeah. Um, and, and going back to like looking at you know teams as as they are now versus as they used to be. Um, when you when you're staring down that bear of a man that wanted to fight you at the Grand Canyon State Games, you know, you, you had some, you had some muscle and size on you. So it's like, oh, okay, well, no wonder I Pine won't back down because he's, he's actually pretty big. Like he can hold his own. Whereas I think this guy could throw me across the court if he wanted to right now. So that's why I'm not going to stand in front of him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you never see like what went into building that, that product or that, that final form or not <laughs> final, just that form that you're looking at right now. So that uh, makes sense. Um, Markel Stokes asked again, if you had to jump on a team from the West Coast region for the remainder of the year, which team would it be and why? And who would you replace from that team and why? I don't Ooh. know how you feel about that last one. That's that might trigger some people, but uh, if you want to go for it, man. Oh, oh yeah, I'll 100% go for oh, it. Okay, yeah, right. Okay, why would you back down? We just talked about this. For some reason, I was forced to join a different team. Uh, I would jump on Titan. Um. And who I would replace, uh, I'd replace Brett because he's just garbage at everything. Um, and I th- I'd want to play with Titan because I like playing with Ketchum. Um, I think we play well together, and we feed off each other in bad and good ways, at, which I love. Um, but I also like uh, playing with Casey. Um, so I think it'd be fun to play with those guys again. Um, and yeah, like I said, Brett's just a trash person. So I would replace him. Yeah, he should just just leave. Just <laughs> you know, I just take like let Stephanie continue playing, but just just go away, Brett. Just just banish. You're, you're, you're terrible. One hundred percent. Stephanie's. I'd rather play with Stephanie every day of the week than Brett. Yeah, I, I'm glad I met Brett just so I can know Stephanie. <laughs> like, Brett it's contributes so nothing. He's also like just a bad person, unreliable, so just a all around bad guy. Well, I mean, I'm glad I met Brett. Yeah, like you said, to meet Stephanie and because I got to meet because they're both way better than Brett. Oh, man. That's funny. It's, like, it's one of my favorite jokes. It's like, oh, man, the only good thing that came out of Brett was Stephanie. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was a funny one. Um, Mark L. also asked, uh, what is one of your most clutch plays in dodgeball that you can recall? Oh. I mean, you've only had a couple, so... Yeah, it should be easy to pick, right? Um, I can I can think of two. 
One is recent, which was at UDC. We were playing um, Metahumans, who, by the way, no joke of a team. Um, they have this one kid on their team, young kid, throws, throws heat all day. He was just tearing us apart. Um, but I think it was game three, three or four, and it was me one on four. Um, and I got rid of my last ball because, again, <laughs> I didn't. I don't care what the situation is. I'm just going to play dodgeball. Um, but it left me with one on four with no balls, and they threw all four at me, and I caught one, and they missed the other ones. Um, I'll say that was a more recent clutch one. Um, but another one that always comes to mind is, I think it was, it was finals um, in New Orleans against Titan. And it was me on Casey, and I caught Casey to end the game and win. Um, it was a good throw. It was a nice catch. Um, but I was also just so close to the back line. Like when you replay the video, if I moved any farther back, I would have been over. Um, but I mean, I think that's a perfect example of, of just how I play dodgeball. Like, I don't know how many people would one-on-one sit in the corner, you know, with a ball pump fake and then drop and go for a catch. Like I think a lot of people would typically play it safer. Right. Um, but that's just not my style. So I, you know, I just, I just, I, I, I'd play in the moment and, and do what, you know, do what needs to be done. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't like that too much. That was, uh, not cool for when you, when that <laughs> happened. Um, I was just replaying like how I even got there. Cause I remember it was like me, Casey and I want to like maybe Ethan against Cole and it's son of a caught my ball. I think you guys also had Evie. Um, was it four of us against Cole? I think it was. Yeah. I remember. I think when I came on the court, the guy from Yastuva was still in. The guy from Yastuva, yeah, it's Evie. Okay, yeah, I want to make sure. I was. I I never know if I'm going to say the wrong name or not. That's fair. There's there's quite a few of them. Dominguez is. Um, yeah, I, I remember Cole, that wonderful, awesome, phenomenal player that he is, caught my ball. I think that brought, did that bring you in? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like hit a brick when that happens. Like, oh, man, I, of all the people, of all the times, why now? And, just, <laughs> and I just watched it happen. I was like, God, and that's one of the things that I'll just like, I'll say if like, I'll have a regret, but it's just one of those like, man, like what would have been like if, uh, if I just threw like on the outside, cause I think he just like singled mine out immediately. Like he knew where I was going to go. My placement's pretty decent. Most of the time it's pretty reliable and just scooped it up. And I was like, well, that's how it goes, I guess. Um, and it, like you said, it, it can go either way. If he dropped it, then, you know, we would have continued playing. until we had to beat you guys two more, three more times after that. But, uh, like I don't, uh, I don't lose sleep over. Yeah. I like the joke that I do, but it was a good game. No. Yeah. I think, I think also, I think a lot of people when they're in situations like that, they don't want to do something because they're afraid of losing it for their team. Um, and I think that also just comes with, I mean, I've played a long time. I've lost a lot of games for a lot of teams I've been on, you know? Yeah. Um, you can't let the fear of that stop you from, from playing the game. Yeah. Um, if we would have, you know, we would have, if I would have dropped it and we would have had to go to the next game, like no one on my team would have yelled at me or said anything negatively. Like we would have 
walk across court, you know, then like, all right, now we have to get this one. And we would just kept playing. Like, yeah. then they just got to, you just got to play dodgeball. Yeah. You got to take those risks sometimes. Um, sometimes they'll play out for the best. Sometimes they won't. And you just got to, yeah. thankfully there's a lot of dodgeball to be had. So you can't just be hung mm-hmm. up on, on one thing. Um, as I kind of transition to what is your favorite dodgeball memory to date? And it, I mean, you don't have to have like one specific answer, but just like, what's one that just comes to mind? Um, I think the first thing that jumps into my mind is probably when we won our third UDC in a row. Um, I think that is probably one of the bigger ones. Um, and I think just a big part of it is because in any sport, anytime you hear three, a three-peat, like it's, it's just, it's always bigger than any other ones. Right. So I think, I think that that's a, that's a big one for me is that third one that we got in Vegas. That was, that was nice. Yeah. Three-peat's definitely like no one says fourth Pete or no one says like, mm-hmm. like what it, bowling. It's like what it's, it's a it's a turkey, and then after that's like four bagger, five. Like it doesn't get it doesn't sound cool afterwards. Like cool, <laughs> like, like after you get turkey, like okay, cool, I'm I'm good. Like oh, I got another strike, great. Um, this has to end at some point, but yeah, that three peat is um is is a pretty good like milestone, I guess that few people ever make. So yeah, that one, and then another one, the two, the, the next biggest is probably winning the gold in Vegas for Worlds. Um, that was that was a big one because again, you know, you're wearing you're wearing a jersey that says USA. You're playing with eight of the guys; they're all there, you know, to represent your country with you. Um, and I mean, it was it was honestly just an awesome group of guys. Like we've all become closer friends because of that. I mean, we all went and got tattoos, the same tattoo. You know, that just goes to show you how how much we care and respect each other. Um, a lot of people that got tattoo was their first one. And I know some people say, oh, it's just a tattoo. But for some people, like, it's a big thing. Um, but the fact that we all we all went to Vegas, we all played, we all won. We all sat a lot when we didn't want to sit, but we knew it was better for the team. Like, we all sacrificed to get that gold. And then we just we sealed it with that tattoo. It was really something special. Yeah. No, that there was definitely uh something phenomenal about that whole thing and um that's one of the uh worlds that like sticks out the most in my mind i mean there's only like what three of them three but worlds the, how, how many have there been so far since then or total total oh uh, i think at least five maybe even six because the, there's been the two the last two years there was Vegas before that and then there was Hong Kong which we were a part of also and I think before Hong Kong there were two more so I think six total that the team USA has been part of yes gotcha yeah again short term memory not there but um, that's one that sticks out the most because there was just something about that and then the, the aftermath was what I think resonated with me is that you guys were just united the entire time the tattoos was was awesome to see and. Oh yeah, yeah. There's just something about that specific team USA that was that was just fantastic, and 
maybe so bold to say that that inspired and influenced how Team USA has been selected now, which is really fun to watch and really exciting to watch that buildup happen. And that was going to lead into my next question. That was, what do you look forward to the next or uh, for 2018? But then I wrote that question back in January. We're in August now. So what? I mean, what's left? We got Elite Nationals and Worlds. Is there one that you're most excited for or most looking forward to? Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited about both. Um, I I love Elite Dodgeball. I love 8.5. I love you know everything that Mark's done. Of the sport um so i'm obviously excited about nationals but i mean like i said earlier there's just it's, there's something about representing your country um worlds is gonna I'm, I'm more excited for worlds representing the country getting to play on a team with you know a couple people that were on the team the last time we won gold and then getting to play with you know um other people that I've seen in the sport, haven't gotten a chance to play with, but are just as good as the rest of us. And it, I'm excited to be able to step on that court with these other eight individuals. We're all there to represent our country, you know, make everyone proud. Um, so, I mean, that, like, that like, I don't, I don't want to wait any longer. I just want next week to be the world's week just so we can get out there and, get done when we need to get done. Nice. Ask yeah, me exciting to watch. And if, uh, if I'm able to, I'm going to try to make it. It should be just, I love all the hype that that's being generated around it. So, yeah. um, last question. And I kind of, so I kind of, uh, took Tyler's, uh, little snip that he wrote about you when, uh, you were ranked. And that was, um, and I'm going to paraphrase this real quick. It's like, um, everyone knows who he is. He will go down as one of the greatest dodgeball players ever, and winning has always followed him. Um, he attributes uh, you as being one of the main reasons why Doom has five UGC championships. You're a two-time USA dodgeball player for WDBF, part of the gold-winning team, um, and currently, I believe, a two-time MVP for the entire elite season. And um, all these accolades, right, on top of everything like pre-elite um, as well. Uh, but he says this, and this is why I, I brought it up, is there's nothing left for him to prove as he has done it all. And so, and I call this the, the Andrew Ketchum question because I, I love this one. And it is, that all being said, um, for as long as you've been playing, what do you want to achieve in dodgeball still? And what keeps pushing you to play and get better? Huh. That's why I saved That's it for good. last. Yeah. Um, man. Um, I mean... Being competitive, I feel like there's 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 always more stuff to do. Like I could I could still become a better catcher or be a better thrower, but um, I mean, worlds obviously is something like getting another gold medal. Um, if we can, you know, maybe doing that again next year. Like there's always there's always that aspect now that that you know. Jake and Mark and everyone that's on the committee and the team, they're leading that organization in the right direction. Like that's something I would like to do, you know, over the next couple of years is still be a part of USA team, whether it's playing or maybe even being on the coaching staff, you know, down the road. Um, world's definitely on that list of stuff that I, I still want to achieve. Um, also, you know, 
UDC again, like definitely don't want to end on that loss. Like want to come back and show everyone and prove to everyone that, okay, yeah, we lost, but we're not gone. Right. I think those two things are probably what drives me the most right now. Uh, I also just love to play dodgeball. Um, I don't want to say I have a big influence on anybody or the community or anything, but I would like to hope and think that people can see me play for as long as I've played, that I have fun doing it, um, that it, it just gets people to keep playing longer and staying with it. Um, and I mean, I also like playing, I like, I mean, now, like, obviously not an elite or, you know, UDC, but like all these other tournaments or leagues, like I like, I like playing, especially with like newer people because I like to help, you know, um, I like to help people, you know, they have questions how they can get better or what they should do, like in certain situations, like, I, I love that. Um, and I think that's also part of the reason why I, I keep playing dodgeball and don't want to stop is because, you know, I want to, I want to help people as I can keep them involved and going because we need all these younger people playing to keep it going. Otherwise, you know, over the next however many years, it's, you know, Dodgeball's not going to be as big as it is now. Yeah, you got to pass the torch, so to speak, as you said earlier. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, there's something about, like, that, I don't know if it, I don't want to say it's, like, altruism, but there, there's something about wanting to bring other people into dodgeball so that they can enjoy and appreciate everything that it has to offer that has kept me doing what I've done for so long with Tucson Dodgeball. And I love, loved watching people like Brett coming in as complete noobs as nobodies and watching them just completely like ascend to the ranks, so to speak, um, going, going from playing in the league to some Phoenix tournaments to elites to, um, you know, sky's the limit really. Like, and people that just play rec league and that's it, that's totally fine. We definitely want to see more people get involved. I don't know if that's because it's like, we want to share that awesomeness or if we just want the sport to continue after we've stepped off. Cause you know, you know, I've been on it for a while. Um, and there, there is, you know, that exit coming soon. Don't know when, but it, it's there. And it just makes me wonder like, what, what do I do afterwards and what's it all for and what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? And I hope that mm-hmm. people that do listen to this, um, get a lot of those takeaways that you gave away. I think there's a lot of really good, uh, I call it free chicken that you've offered. I think it really help people push past those barriers and really just see dodgeball in a, in a different way. So, I hope so. Yeah, that's that's incredible, man. Um, well, dang, I mean, already at the one forty five mark, so probably have to end it there. But um, you know, you and I could probably talk more for hours on end. So I definitely appreciate you hopping on and um, eager to get this one out. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So that was my interview with uh, Justin Payan, and wow, um, I, some of these interviews really floor me because it, t- it gives me a chance to take a good look back at the last 14 years of my life and realize that it is so much more than just dodgeball. I know, know people that don't play dodgeball will always dismiss it as just a game or just a silly thing, you know, Steve does on the weekends, but it really just 
makes my life so much better and enriches it in so many ways that like, kind of like what we talked about earlier where we want to bring other people into that so they can experience it for themselves and just understand better again i don't know why we do it um, but we do want to see dodgeball flourish and i was really happy to hear justin talk about that because that's just that's why we do the things we do um hope you guys enjoyed it i know it was super long but it felt kind of bad having to cut it short could have definitely gone another hour or so easily just because there's so much to draw from um from 2007 and, and moving forward but uh maybe we'll just continue that conversation at another time uh justin thank you so much for hopping on um everyone that submitted your questions thank you so much for providing those it was fun going back into the good old interviewing um that was i enjoyed that so looking forward to doing that some more and as always, for everybody that's provided their feedback, their questions or suggestions, um, whether it's on the thread or on the page or uh, through messaging, I am super appreciative of, of it. I, I know that um, you know this podcast is a work in progress and the only way it's gonna get better is through your feedback and what you guys wanna see, who you wanna hear, um, events you want to be covered. I mean, everything's all fair game. As long as it's reasonable, I am down to, to somehow work with you and, and make it happen. So. On that note, everybody have a great rest of your Friday. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you next time. The closing, how the hell do you wrap something like that up? Um... Let's just try to wing it. If it doesn't work, I'll I'll write something. All right. <clears throat> closing in three. Gross. Throwsing it. Closing. Throwsing. Throwsing. Throwsing in five, four, three.